It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for Barreled Up by Ball Cap Sports. Here's your, here's your, here's your host, Jim Wiley. Welcome back to the Barreled Up podcast, everybody. Thank you for taking time out of your day and working us into your schedule. I am your host, Jim Riley. I have a special guest with me today. I have Scott from the Walk Off Podcast. We have a lot of Blue Jays to talk about. The Blue Jays are a team that should be lined up for a playoff spot, but I don't know. Maybe they're single-handedly trying to tank that and, and, and I don't know, help out the Mariners. Um, we got to talk about some Blue Jays. We have a Manoa situation, maybe a manager situation. And just the playoffs in general, we're going to get into all of that. But before we do, I want to remind you, if you have not yet, to please subscribe to the podcast and help us grow. Make sure to rate and review so other people that are stumbling upon the Barreled Up podcast can see what you thought and say, hey, maybe I'll like it too. So thank you guys for doing that. And make sure to turn on those automatic downloads so you have the content as soon as it is available to you. Now, without further ado, let me welcome in... A Blue Jays expert rubbing shoulders with David Schneider on stage. I saw you. How are you doing, Scott? I'm so good, Jim. So glad to be back here, buddy. It's funny. Every time I do the show, I'm like, I need to remember to put at Walk Off Podcast in the name there right in front of me. Yeah. Like you've got with your your Twitter mm-hmm. tag. And no, no. Uh, here we are again. Just uh, there's, no, there's always not, next time. There's always next time. Yeah, you brought it up. Time. You mentioned it. So we're good. You, you, you brought it up. So everybody listening will will have it. They'll be good to go. That's right. So this Blue Jay season, it has been about as up and down as possible and I, I really thought the blue jays were gonna be a shoo-in i was looking at how the al west teams were about to go head-to-head and just crush each other and that the blue jays yeah it was yankees and rays but look if they can tread water if they could go six and six over the final 12 they're in because seattle and houston and texas they'll they'll end up knocking one of those teams out and Mm -hmm. the blue Jays will be the benefactor of that. But we have a Jays team. Great week last week, four and two week. 
go down to the trop, uh, you know, tame that house of horrors that is Tropicana Field. And now we got back-to-back losses to start the week to the New York Yankees. And all of a sudden, I'm nervous again. Uh, Scott, calm me down. Tell me why the Blue Jays are still in a good position for the postseason. Or let me just straight up ask you, do you, do you think that they're going to hold on to this number two seed? Or are they trying to mastermind their way back to the number three wild card spot? What do you think? Oh, Jim, I am just like you, my friend. I fell for it again. Uh, All year long, every time the Jays have made me think that they are in or they are out, it doesn't matter. As soon as a decision, a firm decision as to what direction they're in has formed in my mind, they completely uproot it. Uh, I think, yeah, the Jays are still a shoe in. They just, Mm -hmm. the, the Mariners play the Rangers too much like that. Yeah, West. Like even right now, as we're waiting the, I mean, I'm sure this airs after, but w- whatever happens in the Houston Seattle final game of that series, it doesn't matter. The Jays are losing right now to the Yankees and they're still, their magic number is going to be better after this because of that loss. So yeah, the Jays definitely are making sure that they're taking fate out of their own hands and needing other teams to do the dirty work for them. But yeah. I just, I just can't see them messing this up to, I mean, famous last words from a Jays fan, but. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, no, it it really does. For anybody that has not been watching this, this we saw this building uh, about a week, a uh, week and a half ago as that ALS. We saw the Rangers struggling. We saw Seattle start to struggle. And Houston, all three teams, all three AL West teams were below 500 in September. And that set up the stage for the Blue Jays to, because of, again, how many times they go head-to-head out West the rest of the way, to just kind of be there. Don't lose Mm -hmm. every game and you should be fine. But, I mean, it still looks pretty good for them. There's... You know, the Angels beating the Rangers last night helped out because if the Rangers swept the Angels and built themselves a three- or four-game lead on the division and then Blue Jays just kept losing games and, and, and Seattle was able to beat Houston and then take a couple games, there might have been a way for the Blue Jays to sleepwalk their way out of this thing, but they should be okay. And if they are okay, do you like, the matchup but i mean unless they slide to that six seed and then they will go up against minnesota do you maybe would you favor would you rather it be tampa in that first round because they just went down there they took two out of three and minutes and and tampa's playing for a ton right last weekend tampa's looking at that like we got to win these games we got to get that number one seed because that's what's at stake Winning the East is also taking the number one seed, getting the first round by, getting home field advantage for each round on the American League side of the playoffs. So 
for Toronto to go down there, take two out of three, and almost have the sweep in hand, right? That 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 Saturday game, uh, mismanaged, got away, however you want to look at it. Um, do, do you feel good? Would, would you almost rather it be Tampa in that first I mean, round? Logically, Jim, I think Tampa is the play here, right? Yeah. Obviously, they're pitching staff has been devastated by injuries. Some major pieces from this team have either wound up getting injured or, you know, we, we don't need to mention the unmentionables here, but we all are aware of, of what, what a devastating blow this Tampa Bay team has taken time after time. And listen, I'm aware that Tampa Bay has this ability to constantly have the next man up, always have a prospect on the go here, always manage to find a way to win, but how many bullets do they have? So logically, yes, I would say Toronto probably lines up best against Tampa Bay, the way Tampa looks. I've watched too much Toronto Blue Jays baseball over the last 20 years, my friend, to want any piece of Tampa, Bay ever I just like I I I know logically I should say Tampa but I want Minnesota and that's a dangerous game to play too I don't uh... (laughs) as long as Ryu as long as Ryu doesn't start because there's there's just we'll all be having PTSD and flashbacks from the postseason uh two years ago and and then just what we saw with Tampa getting on him um on that on that Saturday Mm -hmm. game when, when Toronto had to had to climb back into it um let's speaking of pitchers and and the blue jays situation what do you make of this alec manoa situation and his potential future i feel like we have been going left and right and up and down and forward and back and it was it was it was a bad year on the field and then off the field the stuff about not reporting and then when he did report, he didn't throw. But then a re- then another report came out saying that he mm-hmm. was getting injections for pain. But there's there's no they've they've done imaging and and there's no noticeable damage. But he says he's feeling what what are we to think of with this Alec Manoa situation? I mean, there is so much information that we obviously don't know. Yeah. That's the one that's the one crux of this story I keep coming back to is that yeah. more and more little snippets of stuff keeps coming out right. and making it messier. And there is without a doubt in my mind, Jim, a pretty significant rift between the Alec Manoa camp and the Toronto Blue Jays currently. I think that he feels that he's been mishandled and that his health maybe hasn't been priority number 1. I think the Toronto Blue Jays feel that Alex should have trusted the process a little more. Maybe that there's an ego involved. There's some things there. Now, all this talk that Alec Manoa has pitched his last game in a Blue Jays jersey, I really do find tough to buy for a few reasons. Number one, this is not the first riff between a star player and a front office. Right. And there has been many times where the media or the fan base tends to blow it a little bit out of proportion. And then the two come back together and they're fine because money and winning solves a lot of problems. Also, I have a really hard time believing a front office of Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins who put so much uh, emphasis on asset management 
would move Alec Manoa at his literal lowest value, right? When there right. are questions about his, not just his on the field performance, right? Now there's questions about his personality and the way that he deals with obstacles. And is he a problem in the clubhouse? Does he have an ego? All these things that, uh, and, and that's the thing with, with a big personality and somebody who's, who's a bit of a bulldog out there and maybe shoots their mouth off. When they win, everybody loves it. When <laughs> they lose, it is a problem. And I think that's where Alec Manoa is at. I guess it just depends on his, his future. Uh, his future with the organization really depends on his relationships and his standing in that clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Does anybody in that clubhouse, and it doesn't have to be uh, – the majority it just has to be maybe a few key members you start having a rift and then you don't want that where they look at this manoa situation maybe they don't trust him maybe they feel uh let down maybe they feel betrayed that hey look we 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 could have used you down the stretch um now luckily they they have not needed him this this team this blue jays team has had a remarkable string of luck when it comes to health in that starting pitching rotation. Gosman, Barrios, Kikuchi, Bassett, they have pretty much made every start, maybe one or two skipped here and there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't even think of, of more than one, if there were any for these guys, where you stepped in for Manoa, who Manoa was sent down for reasons of poor performance and, mm-hmm. and all that. So they 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 slid to the Thomas Hatch um, variety type pitcher to fill in when they needed to. But when, when Ryu was back, Ryu took that spot. So this they, they've had a remarkable good luck, re- remarkably good luck in that rotation. Most teams have gone through several different uh, varieties of, of a rotation at this point. Toronto hasn't had to do that. But if somebody, if Kikuchi had gone down and they needed another starter, Manoa would not have been there and again that's ifs buts and nans and all of that right so i just wonder when i think about his future how is he viewed in the locker room and that clubhouse not necessarily the front office because the front office can go pound sand if he can still pitch and he's really good and, and he's a positive clubhouse guy he'll be back there it there may be nothing he may be on great standing with those guys. That may be, you know, it it, it seems mm-hmm. cloudy and murky to us on the outside, but maybe on the inside in that clubhouse, they know exactly what's going on and they're not worried about it. But that would be the only thing uh, is, is that clubhouse to me that would maybe prevent him from being a Blue Jay or pitching another game as a Blue Jay is if that clubhouse is just over him and they don't and- like they don't like his act. I would honestly say that that narrative is probably less likely than maybe fans think it is. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it is normally players versus the front office and they truly do have right. each other's back in scenarios right. like this. And even if there is a little animosity, it's going to be from guys who don't make that sort of money or were on that sort of trajectory yeah. and not to, not to, de-emphasize how important role players are but they are far more interchangeable than core right. pieces and i really do think that uh you know the the business of baseball runs deep in that core because 
of the dads all playing in the major leagues and stuff like that. So yep. there is the business of baseball that runs throughout that core. And I think Alec Manoa for the most part is just playing that a lot of this comes down to service time. If he mm -hmm. can, if he can prove that the Jays maybe should have had him on the IL when they didn't, then service time still runs. Right. And as long as yep. service time still running, then he is arbitration eligible one year earlier, which right. when you start doing the math of it over the Money. full length of the arbitration can make you an extra 15 to $20 million, which is not pennies. Right. So right. I right. think that's honestly all that's going on right now, but yeah. Yeah. He's probably it, like you said, like you also said earlier, the, the value for trading, you can't release him. You got to try to tap back into that skill set that he showed in 2022 third in Cy Young voting exactly like. you got to try to discover that because the team is better with him in that mode and you've also got to consider that right now there is absolutely no trade value no one's giving you anything for Alec Manoa at this point so um, most likely he is back barring more news and more reports coming out that Bo's pissed at him which he's probably not so Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But one guy that, I don't know, I don't know if there's there's much certainty on his long-term uh, potential with the team, and that's the manager. Mm -hmm. Now, the team's winning. The team is, should be, making the playoffs. Barring, again, they, they lose out, and then, you know, things have to happen just right with the AOS teams. But there have been some really sketchy decisions my favorite is when he went out a second time, speaking of Alex Manoa, went out a second mm -hmm. time, didn't realize he'd gone out before and then had to take Manoa out. That's my favorite one. Um, but there have been a lot of questionable decisions. Managers have been fired after making the playoffs before. Uh, I'm not saying that Josh Snyder is going to be let go after this run. But what's, what's his future with this, with this organization? Is he on a short leash? Is he in good shape? Um, your thoughts on Schneider's future? It's funny what a difficult question this is to truly pinpoint because John yeah. Schneider, it's difficult to really judge where the clubhouse is on him. Because I know, and listen, everything I'm about to say, I'm well aware of the media training and so on and so forth that these guys have. But when Jay Jackson and David Schneider came down and, and did the live podcast in Toronto, which was very, very cool. We got some one-on-one -on -one time with them and talking to them. There truly was a love for that team amongst them. Now, I know that Jay Jackson and David Schneider are the epitome of role guys. Blue-collar dudes work their butt off to get there, and they're just thankful to be in a contending clubhouse. But... They really did paint a picture of everyone having each other's back and that they really, really like John Schneider. And again, that could be off base, mm -hmm. but it's, it's so easy to blame a manager and 
when it comes to the Toronto Blue Jays to talk about the collaborative effort of this front office and how everyone has a say, and you know that the analytics are involved in every decision that they make. So when you get that, everyone has something on what's going on, you know, picture yeah. all the tentacles on the decisions, right? It's tough to blame one guy when True. there's so much involved in what's going on. Mm -hmm. And John Schneider, by the way, I'm not an apologist for John Schneider. I actually do feel that probably he's not the guy to take us to the promised land. That said, there are a lot of positives that he doesn't get a pat on the back for stuff like his undying loyalty to that core. There is something to be said for that. You know, look at what he has done for Kevin Biggio, who has been a savior yeah. for this Toronto Blue Jays team over mm -hmm. the stretch run, right? Even his ability to uh, know when to hold them and know when to fold them. I, I'm speaking of Davis Schneider, who had the hottest start in major league baseball history, and then has been on a slump and he has definitely done a good job of diminishing his playing time and playing that yo-yo with a hot and cold guy, right? Something that not every manager can do. Right. Um, generally speaking, this is a injury-prone outfield in Kevin Kiermeyer and George Springer, who have had injury problems for years, and he has done an incredible job of managing the workload and minimizing the time loss on the outfield, and it shows in spades when you start looking at the defensive run-save metrics and just the defensive metrics in general for the Toronto Blue Jays outfield, which is the best defensive outfield in baseball, bar none. Yep, yep. Um, Eric Swanson. That's another one where lots of managers have their guys. And sometimes the new dude into the bullpen, even if he's supposed to be that guy, it takes a little bit of trust to get there. And John Schneider bought in instantly. He showed that he had a lot of uh, belief in what Eric Swanson could do. And Eric Swanson has had an incredible season for this right. team and has elevated yep. this bullpen into an elite pen. So again, there are lots of intangibles that John Schneider does very well. That said, that this is a really long way of saying, yeah, John Schneider's on the bubble. And <laughs> uh, yeah. it's really going to depend on what this front office views as a success. Because if Ross Atkins' job is in jeopardy, John Schneider's job is in double oh, yeah. jeopardy. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, you get a new, you get somebody in there replacing Ross Atkins. They're maybe going to want to bring their own guy in, or or, or if they're like Ross. This is your last chance. You got to do something. Exactly. There's a lot of ways that that could impact the 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 John Schneider situation. Yeah, he. I think you're right. I I don't know if he's the guy to get them to the promised land and. I would think that without telling the fan base this, that the Toronto Blue Jays are looking for a playoff series win. Um, World Series would be great. But mm -hmm. for John Schneider to be viewed as a successful, uh, you know, for this to have been a successful season, they have to, I think, win a playoff series and make a serious push to make it to the ALCS. So, if yeah. they squeak through the first round, the wild card round, and then they get swept out of the LDS, then he's in hot water. But yeah. if they make it through convincingly up from the wild card round, and then they take it to five in the LDS, and they come this close, then it's like, all right, we're seeing the right signs. This has been success. We didn't reach the the pinnacle, but we're on our way. Um, so, and that'll be that, right? And then next year, 
if they get bounced out out after the wild card round again, then maybe he's gone. But as long as he's showing the signs that they're progressing, then he's in good shape. I I do worry about the ability for him to take them to you know the World Series and the number of years that we may have to go through those baby steps. And those years then being lost years for Bobochet mm. and Vladimir Guerrero Jr., guys that, as far as we're, we we have to take it, we have short windows with them. We don't yeah. have long-term contracts with those guys. Bo may get through these arbitration years and that, and that long-term, long-term contract in, in loose quotes um, and be gone after that. They may, not, mm. they may not be able to come to an agreement on a contract. Bo may want more money than Vladdy, and the Blue Jays may be like, no, we can't do that. So, anyway, and speaking of futures, I do want to add this in here. Uh, the, the, we have some key free agents coming up this um, this offseason. Uh, Brandon Belt, Kevin Kiermeyer, um, Hyunjin Ryu. You've got Matt Chapman. Do you Probably see? Probably Whit Merrifield. And, and Whit, I think Whit Merrifield is a likely, that's 18 million bucks. And I yeah. don't think that they want. No, there's been, no way. No way. There's no he's way. Been, He's been a nice piece for them, but he's not an $18 million piece. So you've got those guys. Do you see? I want to ask you about Matt Chapman, but I also want to ask you. Is it who's who might be coming back out of that group? Who might be suiting up for the Blue Jays again in 24? I, for one, would like to see Kiermaier. Um, I don't want them to go the Ryu route. I'm okay letting him walk. This is this is my you know personal feel. I feel like that fifth spot in the rotation needs to be Kikuchi, and Manoa needs to work his way back in. And if Manoa isn't going to work, I'd like them to go get somebody else. But who do you see out of this group? Do you see any of them? Is there one or two that maybe stand out as guys that would be more likely than others to be back? I think Brandon Belt is going to retire after this year. So mm-hmm. I, I personally believe that he is just not going to be an option, which is fine. Yep. I think that the Blue Jays do need to focus on getting a cleanup hitter. That is a more traditional cleanup hitter. You know, somebody, I mean, Solaire is out there. I, somebody who can hit a home run, Jim. Can we bring that back to the Toronto? Remember home runs? Because I sure, I mean, I'm sounding like this team never hits them. I know they're like 15th or 16th in the league, but there was the last five years where the Jays have been a top five team in home runs and boy, do they miss that power. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I I'm with you on Whit Merrifield. I think that he's brought a lot of value to the team, but I think that he is going to walk and I don't think he's either going to concentrate on bringing back unless they can do it on the cheap, which we would see. Um, because they do have a lot of options internally that can really fill in at second base. Yes, I know that Davis yes. Schneider's probably going to be given some rope next year. I know that Aralvis Martinez plays second, short, and third. Uh, I know Addison Barger plays around. These are all guys that are just on the verge. They've probably done everything they can in AAA yeah. and proven what they're, uh, you know, they're, they're major league ready bats. Whether, whether they're yes. going to sink or swim is yet to still be found out. But mm-hmm. uh, as, as for Ryu, I, I personally would love to see a reunion with Hinjin Ryu, mm-hmm. um, but it would really depend on the term. Now, here's the thing. He's a 36-year-old dude who has never relied on Velo and is a wildy guy. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's got four. That, he's got four or five more years left as long as he can stay healthy. And this is the thing: I think Ryu is going to be a fifth guy in any rotation and be able to give you those five innings yeah. and probably be that two to three runs every time he's out. Right? Kind of. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's gonna give. Uh, he's gonna give up some dongers in the least opportune times and. He's going to limit his walks. He's always been that guy. So if you can get Ryu to come back on a one-year contract, oh boy, I am so in. Give him $15 million because that's perfect too because that also allows Alec Manoa some breathing room. It doesn't put the pressure on him to be the guy. Uh, And it, it also allows him to, if Ryu doesn't, isn't the guy, which is possible, you know, it, it gives you some breathing room with the, with the depth, right? With yeah. Alec Manoa there and Ricky Tiedemann's going to be a step closer, so on and so forth. Right. Uh, as for Kevin Kiermeyer, listen, I love Kiermeyer and I love him so much more than I thought possible when the Jays first signed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he was enemy number one when he was in yes. Tampa. I mean, yes. my God, Jim, we have been devastated by this man's defense time and time again for a decade. You can only get... You can only get like pinched by the bully so many times before you're like, I don't like this guy. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah. It, it took a while for me to warm up to him. I love Kevin Kiermeyer. My honest thought on Kevin Kiermeyer is that the Blue Jays do need to take a slightly different direction in the offseason unless Kiermeyer's prepared to come in as a fourth outfielder. And I don't think he is because he's already proven that he's his bats as good as it's been since 2019. And he's an everyday guy and he's managed mm-hmm. to stay healthy. And I know that. The Blue Jays have done a great job of keeping everyone healthy, but Kiermaier's camp can spin it as, look, we stayed healthy on turf. Yeah. Look at what, why wouldn't you sign this guy for three years, right? So right. I think Kevin Kiermaier, not only uh, is he going to be an expensive piece that's going to need term, and when I say expensive, mm-hmm. you know, 12 to 15 million a year, uh, I truly do believe that the Blue Jays should go back to having somebody who can really hit in left yeah. field move Dalton Varsho to center field where his biggest defensive value is going to be right. and have somebody I don't know if Lourdes is the answer but someone of that ilk right someone who's probably huh. going to hit for around 300 hit 20 dangers add a threat of hitting that three-run bomb that Kevin Kiermeyer just doesn't do and it's I I want nothing more out of Kevin Kiermeyer. Like he's literally been incredible. He's done yeah. fulfilled every possible scenario and dream I had for him. <laughs> the way things sort of line up as far as free agency goes this upcoming offseason is that if the Blue Jays need to fall back on Kevin Kiermeyer, I think he's still going to be there. Yeah. I, I don't think his his market is going to be incredibly hot. When I look at teams that need an outfielder. I don't think they're going to jump on Kiermaier. Though he'll still get two to three years. I he think. might. It, it really just depends on the situation. When I, I I've I've pinpointed about nine teams that I think are going to be seriously in need 
of an outfielder, not just outfield depth, not just an extra bat. Um, but I've pinpointed about nine that I think will need. And it, and, and I'll say this, if I'm Kevin Kiermeyer, I'm almost like, let me see if Toronto wants me back. Because the teams that I'm looking at here, like, would he go to Colorado? I don't think he'd want to go there. Would he yeah. want to go to Kansas City? I don't think he'd want to go there. And then when I look at Seattle, well, they've already got, they've got Julio in center field. Uh, Philadelphia has Brandon Marsh that can play center field. And I, I just, he may, Kevin Kiermeyer may be like, let's yeah. may, maybe gets an early offer from Colorado. And he's like, well, let's just wait a minute. Let's just wait and see what happens with Toronto. Let's see if Toronto works out a deal and brings back Lourdes or Teoscar because they will be two corner outfield options that the Blue Jays may look into. But again, and Guriel's different, but Teoscar, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not either. I don't want, I just, I don't want the strikeouts. I don't yeah. want the swing and miss chasing low and away on a, on a slider curveball, uh backdoor two seamer. I, I don't want that anymore. And although, although I will say he's yeah. Matt Chapman, but with home runs, <laughs> this is true. That actually let's, let's, let's take that. I'm going to take that Avenue right now. You just gave me an exit off the highway and I'm going to take it. Has there been a player th this free agency class that has torpedoed his market more than Matt Chapman? The bats irrelevant at this point. His glove, his calling card is his defense. And he, you can confirm this for me, but I, he's probably not going to win the gold glove um at, at third base i mean maybe he does because he carries the name and, and 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 but but he's made some errors um matt chapman has absolutely torpedoed his free agency value hasn't he so when manny machado re-upped on his contract in the offseason matt chapman had to have been doing backflips because yeah. he instantly became the best third baseman on the open market. And the truth of the matter is, Jim, he is still the top third baseman option on the open market. And there are some teams that desperately need help at the hot corner, big market teams that don't necessarily need the bat. So will Matt Chapman still be sought after? Yes, I do believe he is. That said, I think that going into, let's say, May, everyone was expecting Matt Chapman to be in the range of five to 10 years and upward of $200 million. I think it's safe to say Matt Chapman's still a $20 million a year guy, uh, but I think he's now in that four to five year range, 80 to $100 million, which is absolutely insane. When you think that just just literally a couple mm -hmm. seasons ago, like and I when I say seasons, I mean like spring and and summer. <laughs> yeah, he, yes, he was, not, not years, not years, yeah, actual not years, just, seasons like, on the calendar. <laughs> I so, I look at it, yeah, I I look at his market, and there are a lot of teams that have third base that they can fill in house. There are a lot of teams that have like the Blue Jays do, a lot of depth in infield, mm -hmm. and maybe they want to give a shot 
to Barger or Martinez or, or somebody else. So there's a lot of teams in that situation. I don't see there being a bustling third base market for him to really drive up his value. I think, I, I mean, the, I got Toronto as a team that could need a third baseman. Yeah. I've got the Cubs as a team that could use a third baseman. And even then they probably don't because they could maybe have Nico Horner slide over to third base or they've got, maybe they give Patrick wisdom another shot. There's there's, it's really an, an interesting market for third base where I don't see a long list of teams that need a third baseman. And with what he's done, to sort of come back down to the pack with his glove and the inefficiencies with the bat. I think he's, I think he's, I don't know. He might be in for a rude awakening. I, I hate to think he this, but be. I think he might be. He I think be. he's looking at like a two or three year deal. And he I think be. he's looking at that 10 to 15. I think he's looking at 10 to 15, two to three, which is, a huge, I huge fall. Would be, I would be shocked if that happened, but I do agree that he very well could be in for a shock. Um, yeah. I do wonder, I think the Blue Jays should still offer him a qualifying offer. Are you in the same boat there? Oh, he's a, um, listen, Jim, he's a Scott Boris client and Boris does have a way of squeezing the most value out of his clients. Right. Uh, it would the be the depth now. based options. The depth is the thing. And also, man, there's, you know, as well as I do, lots of front offices have that hubris about them of like, oh, yeah. I know what's wrong with this guy. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Be able to knock. If we lock Matt Chapman up five years, a hundred million dollars, we're going to look like geniuses in a year because right. he's going to be a $30 million value guy. There are, there, that's mm -hmm. out there. Mm hmm. I, but I what will be interesting that I'm I'm with you on is are there going to be two or three teams that drive the price up in in a bidding type situation? How bad do the yeah. does a front office want Matt Chapman? And after this season, I think that 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 the sexiness of Matt Chapman has completely gone away. The Milwaukee Brewers are another interesting team. They're running with Josh Donaldson right now. Mm -hmm. So if they're out there with Donaldson, then they would be interested in Matt Chapman. I don't see them spending a boatload of money. They are a team that is a little bit more strapped for cash. They have a ridiculous amount of hot, you know, up there in years arbitration guys. So some really serious dough that they're going to have to to depart with this upcoming season. Your 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 comment about the qualifying offer is fascinating because I think he would take it. I think he would take. And the is qualifying that a bad offer. thing? But. Like, I don't know. I don't thing? know. Yes. I, yes. You're overpaying Matt Chapman. Listen, yeah. you're overpaying Matt Chapman. Yeah. It's a one year yeah. deal. And in my opinion, a one year deal, there's almost no bad deal. It does provide sure. a Rolvis Martinez and Addison Barger, even Davis Schneider, uh, mm -hmm. the three top internal options to develop a little bit more. Now, True. my question is, is Matt Chapman as endeared as maybe the medium lets on within that clubhouse? Because if he, he is then overpaying Matt Chapman on a one-year deal to help transition some of these other kids. And listen, that's the thing is if Matt Chapman eats shit again up until the all-star break, they could phase him right out. Now we've got the best offensive bet in baseball. Yep. Yo, you sold me on that. You brought me around on that. The whole Because one of the elements I thought about when we were talking earlier and it, it slipped my mind was the unfortunate 
it's not really unfortunate. It's just the set of circumstances this year. The Blue Jays did not have an opportunity like the Yankees have had with some of their young players, like the Reds deployed to, to call the kids up and see what they've got. The Blue Jays mm-hmm. have not had that opportunity with Martinez and Barger. Now Schneider was one of the call-ups and, and played really well, but we, we still don't know if those guys can play. And if they can't have Matt Chapman around, that gives more depth, more opportunity, more time for them to maybe find their footing. I do think if they if if the Blue Jays extend the qualifying offer and he declines it, and then a team has to now part with a draft pick for him, I think that would really hurt his market. I think that that would really be bad news for Matt Chapman. Um, let's let's talk about the American League playoff. We 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 spent a long time there on the, on the future yeah. of the Jays and Schneider. Let's talk about the playoffs, uh, the future that's here and now. Where do you see this this playing out? We've currently the way it sits right now, you've got the Orioles. At this point, they keep winning and making the likelihood of Tampa grabbing that one seed less and less likely. So I think we're pretty set with Baltimore in at number one, which gives Tampa the wild card spot, that top wild card spot. The Twins have clinched; they're in, and they're not going to catch Texas to move out. So of their current seed. So we have a situation where Baltimore and either Texas, Houston, or Seattle will have the other buy. And Texas is in the driver's seat for that right now. And in the first round, you would see the way it lines up right now, Tampa and Toronto in Houston and Minnesota and Houston would be the road team, which is great news for them because they have a losing record at home. This Houston team, maybe they masterminded their way out of that AL West crown because then they would have been home. They would have been the home team. Now they're the road. If they hold on to that six seed, Houston is on the road. They, they do not have home field advantage for any series. Maybe they did this on purpose. How do, what, what kind of expectations are you looking at? Is this an or are we going to see the Orioles make a run? Do the Jays have a shot in Tampa? Some of your thoughts on the playoffs, how they sort of shape up, and, and what you're maybe looking for or, or expecting this October. The American League is fascinating, and I don't even remember a time where the American League has been this wide open, in my opinion, anyways. Yeah, uh, yeah the Orioles are dominant. The Orioles are going to probably, uh, I think it's safe to say, they're going to finish at the top of this league. I still, and I, listen, it could be the American League East bias in me as a Jays fan, okay? Because I didn't give them credit at the beginning of the year. Everyone who was calling for them to win the division, I literally thought they were insane. Um, yeah. I their didn't over see... under their their Vegas over under number was 77 and a half. So this is not, this was not supposed to happen. No, it wasn't supposed to happen. And I mean, I, to, to, Whenever you bet big on your young up and coming stars to take another step forward, it's a risky maneuver, right? It's a risky thing to do because development's not linear. You don't know when someone is going to hit an obstacle in the road that they haven't dealt with before and completely derail them for 60 games. It happens all the time. 
We're watching it in Toronto with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And mm -hmm. I just thought that Adley Rushman, yeah, he's a star. Was he going to take this other huge step forward? I didn't think he was. I didn't think Gunnar Henderson would, would find his footing quite as quickly as he has. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that their other top prospects would start to get called up. I mean, I mean, Jackson Holiday is already in AAA. He's he's going yeah. to be making their team out of out of spring training next year. So he's I, so good. He's so good. And 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 honestly, Jim, I just didn't buy it. And I'm mm -hmm. still there. Listen, playoff experience is something so much more than regular playoff a regular yes. season experience. You can make giant leaps and bounds forwards, and then just hit a wall come the playoffs and I'm expecting that to happen with Baltimore. I will eat my words if they prove me wrong once again, which they have done all year long. Um, as for Houston, I don't know if they're even going to make the playoffs. We'll see what happens right. with this Seattle Houston game. It, mm -hmm. That's been the really interesting thing with this AL West is that all of these teams have been given the opportunity to put the nail in the coffin and not one of them has grabbed the hammer, dude. Uh, nope. They're yep. just running around with a bunch of nails no uh -huh. hammers in sight. Uh, just a bunch of nails, are, no hammers. <laughs> yeah, yes. the Blue the Blue Jays are playing that game too. Uh, yes. The Blue Jays are very fortunate that they are not – they're just in the right division right now, which I don't think as a Jays fan I've ever said in the history of my fandom. <laughs> right, right. You know, you're, you're right. So with, they, with, with everything so wide open, I really do think uh, the Blue Jays are more of a threat than people are giving them credit for. Their pitching is mm -hmm. so darn good. Minnesota people are not giving enough credit to Minnesota that pitching staff in a three game series you can't tell me there's not a scenario where you see Minnesota winning two nothing and Sonny Gray pitching eight innings like there is a pathway especially at home in a colder environment that they're more used to listen I know that that's kind of hearsay but yeah Minnesota believes it <laughs> right there's well, there's what, what'll be interesting is is this is this is why getting those those first round buys are are huge because mm -hmm. if you are Minnesota, you may throw out Lopez and Gray games one and two, and then but the, and then but you don't have them to start the divisional series. You have to go to Maeda, which may be fine. Ober, which may be fine. I'm sure Twins fans would say we trust those guys. I'm sure you do, but I also I'm pretty sure you trust Lopez and Gray a little bit more. So I think that you have have the you run the risk being in that first round of firing your best bullet. The Blue Jays would be in the same situation where yeah. they would throw out Gosman and, and Bassett, maybe. God forbid you had to play all three games in that first round, because then you're gonna have to go to the next guy, Barrios. And then I don't want Kikuchi starting a division series against the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> um that is the only thing I worry about with the first round is you have to fire your bullets, your best bullets early. But I do, I'm with you on the Orioles. I just I I guess Kyle Bradish is he is he developing into an ace? I don't know. I mean, he's been really good. He's been really good this year. And I know. like the last couple of months, he's been one of the best pitchers in the American League. Um, and John Means is back. John Means is throwing seven no-hit innings. Dude hasn't pitched in like two years. And here comes John Means. They just dust him off and roll him out there. So maybe the Orioles can do it. They've got yeah. now they've got now they've got the baseball gods 
with a with, with a uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? The, the baseball gods are going to be looking down on Baltimore with the Brooks Robinson thing. It's 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 just yeah. a it, it's 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 terrible that 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 it was the end for Brooks. But that's one of those things that's like I don't know. The baseball with gods, a fire comes new burning. birth, right? Like kind of like yes, the, yeah, with exactly, the- <laughs> exactly. So I and I, I don't trust any of those West teams. They have gone into the tank too many times. So Texas, Houston, Seattle, I won't trust any of them in a series. Toronto has been way too up and down. You know where this is headed, right? This is headed to a Tampa Baltimore. No, Tampa and Baltimore would have to play in the second round. So that would not be the ALCS. This It'll is a, Tampa, it, Texas, and we'll all it be is like, exactly. oh, yeah, we all saw this coming. It's of Tampa, it's Tampa Texas. Texas. <laughs> Tampa and Texas, and Texas we is going saw, to. We all saw number two Texas Rangers starter, yes. Dane Dunning, taking them yes. to the promise. Exactly. Line, Dane Dunning in a, gl- <laughs> a game clincher, and on the other side, Tampa is throwing out their ace, Zach Eflin. So oh, yeah, yeah. that's. That's and some guy from AAA we hadn't heard of yet. <laughs> huh? that, that's it. That's where we're headed. That's with all of this being said, that's where we're headed. Tampa and Texas, or or Tampa and Minnesota. Book it now. Uh, that's that's what we're going to be looking at. Um, it's going to be what? fun. I know we're no matter what, it'll be fun. But I think yeah, that's go what I'm going to. I think next time I get asked that, I'm just going to roll with that answer. Oh yeah, Texas and Tampa. I think yeah. that's. That's it. What's your Mark prediction for the ALCS? <laughs> Tampa, Texas, of course. And there's 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 of too course. much uncertainty Who's everywhere else. else. Yeah. yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. It's gonna be fun. This AL both both sides AL and NL is gonna be fascinating and and a ton of fun to watch. I mean, right now the Braves and the Cubs are playing that what is this, what essentially feels like a playoff game right now. They just go they're going back and forth. Um, so we've got some great matchups to lead us into put into the postseason, And once we get there, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Scott, tell everybody again, uh, tell them, tell them what you got coming up on the podcast. Maybe something recent on the podcast that, 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 that you want, uh, you want the listeners to go check out. Walk off podcast, Toronto blue Jays focus. We just did a live show with David Schneider and Jay Jackson on it. We had Blake Murphy from Sportsnet, Julia Cruz from uh, MLB.com. We had baseball, Jen, our long toss regular all come down. We did a big panel show, Johnny G from gate 14. It was a Toronto blue Jays extravaganza that is live right now. Uh, or sorry, that was live. And that is up on our YouTube right now. We also mm-hmm. have our big playoff long toss coming up on Sunday. That runs every single Sunday, six to eight Eastern time. Definitely make sure to check that out. Scott, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, buddy. It's always a pleasure talking Jays with you and baseball in general, Jim. You do lots of job, fun. Man. Always enjoy. Cheers. Thank you. And, and you guys do an amazing job. Everybody out there, make sure to check out the walk-off podcast. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to the podcast that you're listening to right now, the Barreled Up podcast, and rate and review. Help us grow. And one last thing I'll ask you to do is to turn on those automatic downloads so you get the content as soon as it is available. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you next time. 